Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D, Marky Davison, as always. How you going, mate? I don't really want to talk about it. I, I might as well just not be here. I'm in a, I'm in a sad mood. Yeah, the, sad show, mood. the show is yours, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I want to say this from the get-go, right? Disclaimer, whether you're listening live right now on YouTube or Facebook or on the audio side, we are fans just like you. We're going to keep today's, uh, well, this evening, if you're over there in the US, uh, discussion. It's a very fan perspective. We're frustrated, right? You guys are frustrated, I'm sure. I mean, I, I, I find it hard to believe anyone walks away from that game happy in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um even debating an improvement. So also please participate in the live chat. This is think of this as your Steelers therapy session. You can go into the weekend and forget about the Steelers. That may be really mm. hard to do for some of us, particularly if you like me and you wear Steelers shirts all the time. Right. But you need to just forget about the Steelers fan. This like you need to forget about the Steelers game and the Steelers and just refresh and let next week be next week. But Mark, if you were to sum this game up that we just that we watched, you know, less than twenty four hours ago now for you and I in our local time, what word would you use? Oh, disappointment is is the is the one of the nutshell. Um, it's like when your parents just say you they didn't you know if you did something wrong, or like when you were to stuff up or something like that, they were disappointed. You know, they you you might have done something really bad. And they gave you that look of like, oh no! If they lose respect for me, or, or they, they are disappointed in me, you're like, damn. That's what I feel like. But at the same time, a lot of Steelers fans are disappointed with the Steelers right now, and I feel like the Steelers don't care. In their press conferences, man, their words are the same. And yes, Tomlin is 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 the art the the art the art, art wordsmith or whatever. And I do respect him. I do think he's still he's still a winner as a coach. But right now, we're going through, the, through some tough times the last few years. And I just feel that their responses and their their mannerisms uh, on the field, off the field, they simply don't care. That's that's what I feel. I, I think. And um, a Facebook user, Minor Jane says it's going to be a long year, and I agree. If they continue to play this exact same way, they will continue to lose games, and they have no hope of winning. I predicted them to lose uh, before the game, thirty-one to ten, and they lost thirty to seventeen. And what yeah. happened happened was the exact same thing. They lost control of the football. The possession-wise went in the favor of the Browns. Hey, you know what? Shout out to the Browns, man. First of all, shout out to the Browns. They actually played a football game yesterday. They, they did. Ran, and, they, and, ran, and, they, they ran Kareem Hunt. They, they passed the ball to Cooper. They got the ball to tight end. They played a fantastic game. Two TDs as well, 2%. Right? They played a great game. But the Steelers beat themselves. Yeah. And, and I'm going to touch on a couple of things there. Um, and I'm actually... Steelers freak and I must be thinking very alike. Except I, where I disagree is I don't think it's time for a head coaching change. So Steelers, Steelers freak says this team's play has been exhausting for years. Time for a head coach change. But I'm sitting here right now, like all the other Steelers fans out there. And all right, we all talk about the not winning a playoff game for five years. That's one thing. We had to sit through like... 2019, with that was Ben. Ben's injured. He's going to come back. We could have completely could have been a draft of a quarterback there, right? We then sit through Randy Land, 
which right now, Randy Land is looking like a six-star destination versus what we're doing right now, right? Now we're sitting through Canada. I'm telling you, Randy Land is a better place to go than Canada right now. That is that is where it at. At least Randy Land could scheme the passing game. Yeah, the run game was awful, that, and he wasn't an offensive coordinator. But at least, at least we could throw the damn football. Now, and yeah, it wasn't over the middle, but Ben can throw people open. Ben can re- make reads. Ben can make or do audibles. Ben can draw plays up in the dirt that actually win. Ben knows how to do that. Trubisky's mm. no Ben Roethlisberger, mm. and no one's ever said he is. But we're acting as if it is what you said there. There's this like atmosphere on the team that like, and I'm, and yes, I'm not saying that they're going out of every press conference and saying you know Trubisky's you know a franchise quarterback, but they're acting like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean Tomlin to say. What I can't understand, right? And I'm a fan of Tomlin. And I'll get on to Canada's press conference from midweek because that was abominable, absolutely atrocious. The, the laughing, the the nonchalant laughing of, I don't have to answer this, I don't have to answer that. Who are you, Matt Canada? You've done yep. nothing in the NFL. You couldn't hold, hold down a, a college coaching job. And if he's that in demand, I hope some college out there gets him to, tomorrow and we can move, like we can move on from it, right? Figure it out. You know, Mike Sullivan, the quarterback coach, has been an offensive coordinator before, I'm pretty sure. But I've got to Tomlin's press conference. Tomlin, you can't sit in a press conference and say, I'm not, we're not going to make rash decisions or like this is what he effectively said. You know, yep. I, I wish I could bring the 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 press conference up. He effectively said, you know, we don't jump to conclusions. We just didn't take care of business today. You know, we've got to look at the tape. If you're going to say that, don't say you're not going to make a quarterback change. When he said definitively no, because you don't know what's on that tape. That's what you've just said. Mm-hmm. You can't say you can't you can't have both sides of the cake on that one. Well, can't, you can't have it, have your cake and eat it too. No, See, I, I'm really I'm frustrated saying. about it. But don't say that because I can tell you if you look at the the um the spread like the the chart of Trubisky's throws in terms mm-hmm. of the middle of the field, and you look at them deep, and you look at them short. You can't sit there and tell me when you compare that to all the throws Kenny Pickett's made in his life that you've got a stat for because Kenny Pickett can throw into the middle of the field. Yes, he hasn't done it in the NFL, but cool. For those people out there saying that, give him a chance to do it in the NFL. But it's got to get better than look what it is right now. And right now, this is a 5-12 and 12 team. 5 and 12. I could even think worse. I, could even, I honestly don't think they're going to win with Trubisky ever. You know, you talked about, you know, Ben being Ben. Trubisky, who is Trubisky? You know, has he ever been? Well, I, I cannot I cannot pick in three in three games something that he's done totally awesome where I thought, wow, that was a great play. Now, I did see the Pickens catch, but that was all on Pickens and the ball was getting thrown out of bounds almost or whatever, right? I just don't think that Trubisky is the guy. And this is where this, this falls on the hands of, and I'm a Tomlin supporter too, right? And you know why I'm a Tomlin supporter? Because he has got a winning uh, record and he's, he's a, he's, he does lead the men in the locker room. But he does need some accountability. Definitely need some accountability and so does Matt Canada. They need to to address the, the elephant in the room that there is zero culture. We've been talking about this for ages, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right? They talk a big game all the time. They get ready. They do the let's ride huddles. They get ready to go. And then they lose the exact same way. Run down the middle. Defense gets tired. They hold the ball for 36 minutes and Trubisky can't, can't win a game. Yes, he didn't lose them the game again because he didn't throw interceptions, but he also didn't win them the game. I'm sick of it, man. The last three to, uh, three games have been awful. We should be 0-3, and three, and I have no faith in Trubisky or this team at the moment to go and win games. All right. Other, other teams want it more. They, they want it more. 
They do want it more. It's frustrating. I watched the last quarter or the second half, um, you know, and I'm particularly the fourth quarter. So I wanted to see how bad it really got um, of the Titans. And I've watched, you know, parts of the first mm. half of the Titans Bills game. The Titans looked better on offense at most, for a lot of that game. And they just fumbled the ball a lot. Thank God we didn't do that, do that you know, last night. But they were more like more cohesive on offense than what we looked yesterday. Now, I haven't watched the all 22. It's going to be painful. It's going to be like ripping my own eyeballs out. But, and, <laughs> and I swear, I'm getting to the point, like, it was bad enough with the Patriots game. Like, it's just, it's frustrating and it's not, it's really not enjoyable to do. But, like, something's got to give here. And, you know, we talk about the team, you know, the defense could have played better yesterday. I thought, you know, Bush played well and all, the, all those sorts of things. But how many times have we sat here and criticized Marcus Allen? I'm going to bring two people. Marcus Allen and mm-hmm. Derek Watt, right? Now, mm-hmm. yes, park Derek Watt doing things on special teams. There are plenty of players that can do things on special teams. Find them, pay that, whatever. But I'm just using those two examples as a point. We get nothing from the fullback, and Marcus Allen's never been, never been what, we, what we thought he'd be at safety, and he's never going to be a linebacker. We accept stuff like that on this roster where we've got 53, you know, vital positions. Should we expect anything different? No. This, From what this, we're seeing? This team on offense just doesn't want to move the football. And the Mac, it all starts with – actually, it all starts with Tom, and then it goes down to Matt Canada, then it goes down to the players. But I, I think, you know, you're wasting a lot of good players of very, very good skill set. They didn't target Muth until the fourth quarter, until three minutes in or something like that. Um yeah, uh, Trubisky hasn't got the winning mentality right now. You can see in his in just in his whole, uh, you know, he walks into the field like I'm, I'm still a bit like kind of confused as well how he just got captain straight away and how he got you know QB number one. Uh, what is the plan for the Steelers going forward? You know, uh, in this season, do they want to win a Super Bowl this year? Do they want to win a playoff game? Because at this moment, they're not doing that. They're just going through the motions to to play on offense, and they have, you know, I think. One, one of the one of the he has one of the worst offensive coordinators. He's listed in so many categories, like thirtieth um, in yards, in in time of possession, in plays. The defense is on the field for eighty plays a game, seventy plays a game. You can't keep doing that. It's it's just beyond ridiculous. And I think what the, to me it's the accountability. There is zero accountability because there is zero change as well. And we saw this last year with Big Ben. We all love Big Ben. We all saw it. We thought we had a chance to, to win a playoff game and we, we versus Chiefs and whatever. And we got there, right? And we we uh, the Steelers took care of the North, four and two. But right now, I cannot see them beating the Ravens. I can't see them beating the Bengals again. I can't see them beating the Bucks, Bills, no one. I can't do it because there there needs to be accountability. And the players are probably thinking, like I'm I'm open or I'm trying to do my best. But there needs to be look. They're all skillful players, but the coaches as well. So there needs to be a spark, man. Like I saw, I saw good things. And first of all, too. People who are like you know targeting the O line, the O line is playing okay. No, the O line, the O line, and Jalen Warren and George <laughs> the O-line, the O-line's Pickett, O-line's fine, man. Are like those those seven blokes are fine. Those yeah, seven blokes so, are fine. so that to me, if you have a take, look, everyone's got their own take. We're all on the internet. We're all internet internet warriors, right? Mm-hmm. I'm one of the one of the best internet warriors out there. Um, but I <laughs> like, but we like, are, but we are, but in fairness, in fairness. And I was thinking about this last week, right? Now, I, you know, we we I had a day of annual leave that I took, right? Because you know the games <clears> played on our Friday, right? 
and we watch that at home. We I get to do very few games like that a year. Where I get to like get to watch it where it's not at three a.m. in the damn morning. And I put that like that crap on. It's pretty tough, even as an international fan. You and I wake up at three a.m. It doesn't make us holier than any other steel steel fan. We're not, but like, it's gonna get really really difficult to get up like up at three a.m. every morning. I'll do it because I love this team, but like. To get up at 3 a.m. most Monday mornings and watch these games, and then to go and have to watch the all 22 of it, as I said, I've done three weeks of it, and it's painful. It's really painful. Well, I, I, I don't think we have a bad team overall. I don't think, I think the Steelers have a bad philosophy in what they're doing, what they're trying to do. No. no, no to no, me, yeah, the, re- the, the, re- the receiver screens don't work, and there are certain times where they run the football up the middle and it doesn't work too. You, you saw the football being they, – they scored a touchdown the – the Browns scored a touchdown to go 7-0. And straight away, they went into more of a no-huddle, fast-paced, up-tempo offense. They went back down and scored 7-7. They were in this game at the first half, and then all fell to pieces in the second half. However, I still find that Trubisky is a bad-to-awful quarterback. The amount of times he threw on his back foot was terrible. The amount of times he rolled out to the right or left, and for no reason, right, he, he did that, and he was throwing footballs into, into pass coverage about two or three people. And also, the Matt Canada offense builds and designs plays for rollouts where you only target one player. And I'm sick of them, man. Because you look at the other offenses. I saw Tua go off the other day. Yes, we don't have a Tua, but Tua went off for 6 TDs. Jalen Hurts went off and played some good football. Yeah. They're, they're promoting the football around the field and they're designing routes and, and getting open concepts to get, to, to get football to their players. How do we not do that with this quarterback and this team when you have um, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Pickens, and Fryman from the middle? Four stars. It's, it's, it's beyond ridiculous what's happening that everyone can see it besides the, the coach, Tomlin, which is accountability, and Matt Canada. So my question is, why why draft Calvin Austin? Like, unless, all he's going to do is do sweeps and he's going to get tackled for losses overall. Like, you, if you draft a player like Calvin Austin, you plan to use him over the middle. If you have a route runner like Deontay Johnson, you use him doing drag routes. If you have a guy like Chase Claypool, particularly a guy who's like six foot, for 238 pounds, runs like a 4-5-4 four, four, whatever it is, and who can't high punt the ball, you got to throw it over the middle so we can get into space and smash, you know, smash some quarterbacks from slot corners. Like, free move, the same thing. They don't throw it there. Kenny Pickett, when he was drafted, I think I've said this like several times over the last couple of weeks, he was one of the best quarterbacks in college football uh, throwing it through the middle. Accurate, regular good volume of passes doing that. That's why when they drafted him over Malik Willis, I was really happy because we, he knows how to throw over the middle. It's something the Steelers haven't done very well. But Trubisky's like the first, if you go back in the All-22 and you watch the first quarter, the first quarter against the Patriots, there are guys like blatantly open. Any of this could have made that pass. I, 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 can't, under- uh... I can't understand it. I found that uh, well, to me, it's bad quarterback play, a really bad quarterback play. He must be at least the one of the uh, one of the worst in the division. Oh, sorry, in the, in the league at thirty-two or thirty, he at least. He's you not. Know? You know, he's not even like I tried to look up this morning. He's not even like top twelve in passing, and he's played a whole extra game than everyone else. Yeah, he's 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 beyond awful. Um, but I thought Deontay Johnson played a, a good to okay game. Right, I thought he's all right. Yes, sure, he had a few drops, but. There was one pass that went actually went down the field, and I thought the defender had had, had a good breakup. And I was like, "Yes, at least they tried something. The mm. defender did something, right?" 
Mm. Um, but other than that, every time I saw them go down the field, it was was a Trubisky on a rollout, and he he stepped out of the pocket numerous times when that O line was giving them enough time. The O line is doing fine, guys. They're getting push on the run. They they were running the ball effectively in the first half until they gave up. They were winning fourteen to three, and then everything went went sour and scored three points in the second second half. The offensive uh, game plan needs to change. That could be a coordinated decision. That could be Tom one to get rid of him and see what happens. And, and maybe Tom one's trying to, you know, you got to think about what's going on in Tom one's head. Like, you know, some people call him media, mediocre Mike. It could be that. I have all respect for Tom one, but something is wrong with this team. And it's really, it comes down to, is it is it the coaching, right? Coaching one, skills, uh, skill set and scheme. Which one is it? Is it, is it a combination of all three? These, these guys have the skill set. On defense, you have all pros all over the field. They have the, de- the, the skill set. But there is something to this team where they don't want to win. Could have been a short week. Sure, we might go out and beat the Jets, but I have zero confidence. I We're chose... not beating the Jets. The Jets, the Jets beat the Browns, man. We're yeah. not beating the Jets. I chose Joe Flacco. I... Like Joe Flacco's going to come <laughs> in and beat us. And then what? What? What show are you and I going to do then? We'll have to do a Jets podcast about talking about Joe Flacco. Uh, I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, look, and as I want to bring that up, this from Myrna from Facebook, like. If not starting Kenny, God, please start Mason. Mason behind oh. this O-line with the talent that we've got that you just listed on, on the offense is a lot better than what we had in 2019. Well, he, mean, he, doesn't move, he doesn't move out of the pocket, so he should be fine to well, set his feet and, and go forward. I, and wasn't it what, what happened when Trubisky actually did that? The problem is Trubisky doing that like four times in the fourth quarter where he made those throws is not enough. And it's not his natural tendency. His natural tendency is to dance around it. And he doesn't have the arm of, of <laughs> Kyler Murray. He doesn't have the speed of no. Kyler Murray. He's not a playmaker like Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray is allowed to throw it over the damn field that he wants. So even if it is I counted saw, as fault, Trubisky's not the right quarterback. I saw, uh, or do you remember from the Pats game? Because we didn't talk about that. Did you remember the Hail Mary that went to the 20-yard line? I oh, come on, bro. You can't be throwing a Hail Mary at a 20-yard line. I remember I was talking to uh, Daniel, who works here too, Stad the Steelers, right? He's, yeah. He said to me that, that Trubisky was warming up on the sidelines, throwing off his back foot. I've never seen – like, I am so thankful we had Big Ben for so many years now, and, and what we saw was, like, magical. I want to go back and watch those games in 2015 where it was to AB because what we're seeing is this beyond terrible. Zero TDs, zero interceptions, and 200 yards. Awful. All right. Uh, like, look, and I, I, I can't have both. So I can't play both sides of the fence here either, because I, you know, said a lot last year that I thought Ben was a little bit past it. But I can't help but thinking we'd be three and zero right now if, if Ben was still here. But I'm, the O line is better than last year. The offense is better. Like the the wide receiver talent is better. Frim is more experienced with Jalen Warren and Najee Najee Harris. Like. I'm not saying bring him out. I'm not going to go down that route about bringing out retirement and all that sort of stuff. I'm just saying, like, we were unhappy last year. That's why we're all unhappy this year. And it goes back to what I said when we started the show. We've not won the five playoff games. People talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. That That's one part. We haven't been to a Super Bowl in, you know, what is it, 13, 14 seasons now. But we've had to... I don't mind, even if, even if you miss the playoffs with nine wins, I don't mind... As long as you go, you can go in there solidly as a fan and as a team, and go. You know what? We've got to shot this game, and if we have to, we can throw the ball around. No they shot. can't. They can't <laughs> throw the ball around. They no, rely yeah. on two defensive TDs. They, they they will rely on at least one defensive TD to win a game this season. You can't do that. It, it's not possible in this league. It might have been possible in the 
90s, 80s, 70s. You can't do that in this league. How are you going to go against Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson? They're done, man. They're it's not done. even the AFC. Borrow. Well, it's it, not, even it doesn't the, happen. The guy, no, Josh even the guys. Allen, it doesn't got, happen, man. Yep, the guys coming up, Tom Brady and the Bills coming up real soon, and uh, Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles are going to crush Tom us. Brady. That game, will, that game will be lucky to be 50 to 7. I reckon all those teams, the Bills, the Bills, Eagles, and Bucks could all beat the Steelers by 40 because they have actual offenses that know how to get the ball down the field. They're coached well. They have good uh, uh, offensive, offensive schemes. But also, we could we could be 3-0 too, right? We could easily be 0-3. We could be 3-0 if we played Pickett as well because we don't know. And the, the, the other narrative out there... That, but at least if we ran Pickett, right, we'd be getting him experience for the following year. You know, like, look at Burrow. Burrow's first year, right? And obviously, they they put him out there and he got his ACL done and whatever. But they got him out there and doing things. Peyton Manning famously broke Terry Bradshaw's interception record, right? Went out there and did something. Like, I I, I was, who was I asked? I was joking about it with someone, I think one of my good mates this week. I can't remember who I was talking to about it. But I was like, we went after Trubisky when Winston was out there and everyone goes, oh, the third interceptions. Winston can throw the ball. Winston yeah, knows, Winston's a good quarterback. Winston knows how to throw from the pocket and do it on the move. And he's a, mm-hmm. a lot more accurate than Mitch Trubisky. Now, there's all this coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? I, I, I don't want to get deeply into that. But there's got to, it, it goes back to what you said earlier in this show, Mark. You, you got to make, there's got to be some sort of change. There's got to be some sort of change. I, oh, there has to be. I'm not. I'm not talking about. You know, I, I don't think. I still think the fire Tomlin crowd is a bit overreactional. Sure, there's a bit of value to it. I don't think you go out and fire fire Tomlin right now. I think you can possibly. Well, you're not firing Tomlin, but but you can make an offensive uh, offensive coordinator change, and or you can make an offensive <laughs> philosophy change. Yes, yes, or even even just. I don't know if Tomlin can call plays or you just go look up, a, you know, go go watch a bit of play of Madden and just, you know, run certain routes in there. Like, I don't know. It, the offensive scheme is just absolutely awful. To We're getting what? I think it was 4.4 yards per attempt. And somehow Matt Canada feels like he's happy with that, you know? And well, they ran the ball Yeah, Jeffrey well. Benedict said with the average of 6.75 or whatever it was that he had yesterday, I'll pull it up. He said in the BTC Slack channel, that sweet 6.47 yards per attempt in this game brought his season yards per average all the way from 5.1 to 5.52. Oh, come on, man. Man, it's bad. It's bad. It's not, come it's on, not, man. It's not exciting to watch. You're not going to win. That's what I'm win. saying because a lot of people are saying, well, you put Kenny Pickett in there. And that's why the, this, the hot take right now for me is you put Kenny Pickett in there, you're going to get him killed. I don't think you will. I think you're going to get him more either. time in the He's pocket. He's got a good get- O-line. Yes, yeah, so the O-line's playing pretty well and they run the four better and he'll be able to maybe... And we don't know the whole mystery of it too. We don't know if they're going to be bad or not until you play him. But what you see with Trubisky is absolutely awful. I, I never pick against the Steelers. This is the first time in, I think, 20 years mm. I picked the Browns yesterday in all my comps because I was like, they're not going to win. You know why? Because well, I can't hold the football. Well, the, But the other thing about the, that, that thing about not starting picking and getting him killed, Kenny Pickett's not a... He's not... Did they, okay, did Davis Mills get killed last year for the Texans? No, right? Trey Lance, he's getting injured because he's running around too much, right? And and they're not protecting him and, you know, his body's still getting used to, I think, you know, top-tier football. 
But Kenny Pickett's a 24-year-old college like quarterback. He's got the man body. He's a big guy. He's six foot three, 100 kgs plus, or, or 225 pounds plus. He's not a small guy. He's seen enough. And if he can't, if we're so worried about him being able to hold up, then you don't draft him in round one. Like Malik Willis could play the other, like played in the Titans game. Why? Why can't Kenny pick it? Yeah, I'm not too sure if he went too well over there, but I'd love to, I'd rather to see what can happen anyway. No, he was running. He did the same thing, which is what I don't like. He just runs first. Like there was a play that he had guys open, and he felt a little bit of pressure, and he ran straight away. And you know, he he was let down by a few receivers in other parts. But I mean, I don't really want to go deep into Malik Willis. Um, yeah, the, the thing is though, like it can't really get any worse on the on the offense. What what we saw with Big Ben last year, I thought it was Big Ben's Big Ben's problem. I thought I was going to hope out to see what the Canada offense could do. We talked about the Canada system forever, and to me, it's a broken system. The system doesn't work. The system doesn't target the. the well, I would the argue most... it's not even a system. Yeah, well, it it doesn't target the the most valuable players to get the the the, the, the people the football. Sure, they try to get it to, to DJ. They they're trying to give it to Quaypool. That was a good end around, right? That was a good play, and but then they don't back it up with finishing the drive for a touchdown. Nothing goes together. Nothing is, uh, you know, coherent together. Nothing really works. They Can do I, a few good plays and it stops. How, how, how did the Chiefs win the game against the Bills last year? Drag right uh, over the middle. Drag right over the middle. They, they hit Tyreek Hill, drag right over the middle, scored the touchdown, made the right blocks. We, we can't even do that in a basic game. Like, and it's not the well, offense. It's that, that we're not throwing into that middle of the field. We just don't do it. It, it it's what nuts. about the one? I, I never, I never see uh, us use those. You know, those Patriot way the uh, the rub routes or the the, the picks they kind of do. We don't do anything like that, do we? We never seem to get our, our players open in space. It just seems to come back and crawl routes and stuff like that, or we have a chance to go deep. I really don't Which know. Which is really what... odd as well, because the, like the if you go not the, actually the schematics of it all the time, but the the Canada the philosophy behind a Canada offense is that you give the ball to a player and then he makes, he takes advantage of a defensive lapse, right? Like, mm. or a poor defensive player or a mismatch. But that doesn't work if a Trubisky can't call an audible, right? If he's not allowed to, I'm not saying he can't physically call one. I'm sure he can. He wouldn't have a contract in the NFL if he couldn't, but that doesn't work if he can't do the, the audible thing. And it certainly doesn't work if he's going to pre-read everything and pre-pick players. That doesn't work because you're not looking at what no. the defense is serving you up. I mean, there's a common saying in like the rugby sports about what they, we call playing what's in front of you and not like over-scheming things. And so that if you've got the ball, if you've been told you, you kick the ball or you pass the ball when you're in this part of the field, you look at what's, you look at what's in front of you and you go, oh, actually, is this the right decision? Is this what I'm being served up? They got to play what's in front of them more. So this well, pre- I really like, there I'm was really a really good I forgot who put it on Twitter this week and they were so right and I wish I remembered who put it on and I don't know whether it was Jeffrey Benedict or it might have not have been someone from BTSC but someone on Twitter this week said the crazy thing is the Steelers haven't scored a haven't scored like one first quarter touchdown since the Lions game through eleven games right mm. which is crazy. Because you think the first quarter, you're scripting that. You spend a full week planning that and scripting that. And you can only score one first quarter touchdown. Like, well, here's a question. Here's a question now. How does Matt how does Matt Canada right? Let's 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 ask you his, if I was in his, his shoes, how does he feel confident with his offense? Like how? 
you're the, you're dead last in the in the NFL. How do you feel confident? Like, nah, we're doing the best. We'll get him next week. I'm kind of sick of that. We'll get him next week mentality. I'm really over it because next week's going to be exactly the same. Well, this is why I wonder. Do you think? Do you think Counter and Tomlin have sat there in the back room with whoever else and gone after the buy? It's Pickett. Or unless unless we get absolutely thrashed and Mitch is throwing interceptions left, right, and center, then we'll consider Pickett or Rudolph like after the Browns game. Could be. I'm just playing hypothetical, right? Uh, could because be. could Canada be. doesn't seem Canada doesn't seem to unless the guy is arrogant and a or a complete bonehead. The nonchalant attitude that I had a crack at it earlier on in the show in the press conference could come from more of a, he's just got to contain things and not get bogged down in all of this stuff until they can get to a point they can put in picket, right? And I did hear a narrative in one or more of the national NFL media shows this week that sort of said, hey, maybe it's a um, making sure the team realizes that when they put in picket, it's at that point that the team's like, we can't win with Trubisky. Right. So there's like a clear definitive line in the sand. But I'm I'm sitting there as I'm thinking about that and I'm going, what? So we, we're gonna be two and six or three and yeah. five or one and seven to realize that? Yeah, it's too late, too late for the season. You're only playing for a draft pick or you're playing just for pride. And then even now they can't play for pride. But to you know, there could be a decision well, where okay, yeah, if they're playing for pride, they'd be doing better than what they're doing. Exactly. But like Tom One and Canada could come to the agreement, like, actually, no, if we are gonna change, we know he's doing poor, we won't tell the media what's going on, we'll, we'll do it at this week. That could be an idea. However, I do kind of see that they're they're both just being you know, stubborn in their own shoes saying, no, we, we'll get, we'll fix it around. We'll fix it. And you need an outsider's perspective. And what better outside's, outsider's perspective is then, uh, you know, 80 million, 100 million fans around the world saying Canada stinks. His offense is poor. So do, you know a fun, do you know a fun fact about this game or that related to this game? Nick Chubb has the most rushing attempts in the league with 62, right? So the most attempts. So it's not like I've grabbed someone with three attempts. Do you know what Nick Chubb's average rushing yards are? Against us or in the league? In the league right now. What he's averaging on the season uh, so far? 6, 6.8? No, 5.5. Okay. But he's in with 0.2 of a yard of Mitch Trubisky's average for throws on the season. <laughs> yeah. We may as well just run Wildcats trade for Nick Chubb. I, I, I said the other week on whatever show I was on. I don't know where I on. Man. I said, you might as well run the ball. It's safer. Than throwing the football in the air because at least you get the chance. The, on, your, your stats would say run the ball if you're getting, you know, 5.5. I don't know. Just try that. Saquon, but, Saquon Barkley is six in the league with 39 attempts and he's averaging 6.1. Yeah. It's bad. And even, even if we, we, we change the defense for a little bit too, the defense kind of played poor yesterday as well. They, they, they let up uh, one for, what was it? No. Uh, was it the offense? It was one for nine? No, that might have been the offense again. My bad. Going back to the offense. They were one for nine on third downs. But the defense played quite poor too. They played quite poor. They couldn't stop the run. And that's what I said was going to happen this game. I said in my preview on Still Nation Australia, I said that the, the way the Browns win this game is control the football, use Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. And that's exactly what they did. Exactly. They played a brilliant game. They outsmarted us. Tomlin wasn't ready for this game yet again. The players weren't ready. Everyone in the locker room is all like, oh, we're down, we're down, we're down. There needs to be, you know what I'd rather see? I'd rather see someone push the camera out of the way and walk off and get fined than I see in some of these uh, these just generic answers. Or, you know what, I would rather see Coach Tom, I know it sounds bad, maybe not go and smile and shake everyone's hand. Like, be, be absolutely upset that you lost. Or Claypool, not, not go sign jerseys or, or Cam Haywood hug everyone. 
it does it doesn't mean much to them, man. I, I've I've said this before too. Sometimes it maybe could be the money. I don't know the fame or whatever. It means a lot more to fans than it does to steal players playing the game. I, I think that's my opinion. Yeah, and if you're, but how bad is this going to? Like, I heard a narrative yesterday, or I saw it on Twitter or live chats of different shows and all the rest of it that people, some people rightly brought up that are people like Freemuth Pickens Claypool going to sit there. And Deontay didn't have a good game. Like he, he, I thought he could have played a lot better. But are the guys that I just listed, are some of them going to sit there eventually and go, I'm not getting the ball? Like I want to trade or trade I don't want to renew or you're going to pay, <laughs> right? But the same thing. It, but I'm going to flip that though. If you're Alawalu, right? Alawalu, even Cam Haywood, are you going to sit there and be like, I'm going to play at 35 and 30? I think Cam Haywood's 34 next year, but Alawalu is like 34, 35 this year and then 36, 35, 36 next year. You're going to play mid-30s on the defensive line and put your body through this when you've made enough money to like live three or four lifetimes pretty comfortably and created intergenerational wealth already almost. Are you going to sign up for this again? I'm not sure. They, they, they could be losing the, the locker room. The uh, Tom went in Canada for sure. It's We haven't, like we said. And I don't know, I don't know if we're quite there yet, but I think if this was to go on to the buy... Yeah, at what point do you start losing that locker room? Because look at what happened earlier in the week. And people sit there and go, well, they're young players. They should get off social media. We didn't have this in our day. That doesn't matter. This mm. is the world we live in. It's 2022. It's worse on the West Coast if you're one of the LA teams or something like that. But you know what? They win, right? Yeah. And that's the thing in sport, right? It doesn't matter what area you play in. It doesn't matter even if we go back to the Romans and gladiators. When you <laughs> well, win... You when you win, win life dead. is good. Everyone's happy. You can look past the crap, right? Even gladiators, right? When they're literally going out, they could die tomorrow. When they're winning, life's good. No worries. It doesn't matter. But right yeah. now, they're not winning. And they've, and the reason, like, I think we're so fired up is because Steeler fans, and we feel you from this live chat, and we feel the listeners out there that aren't listening live, that, you know, you're doing it on, you know, Spotify, Apple iTunes, whatever, whatever it is that you listen to, Pandora, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever you get behind the steelcurtain.com, one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Wherever you get that, we feel you because there is no Super Bowl in 12 Whoa. years, like appearance. There is no playoff win in five years or six seasons or whatever it is. The offense looks crap. It's been crap since 2018. And we've gone from Randy, we've, we've gone from Randy Land on a one-way ticket to Canada, and it's not a fun place to be. Maddie, there was no there was no post-game uh, press conference for the Gladiators. You, you lose, you're dead. <laughs> That's 100%. <laughs> there, was no Tom, there was no Tomlin saying, we'll get him next week. You got, two, you got no arms and legs. You're gone. That's right. <laughs> what a comparison. Right. What a great comparison. Yeah. Bring back the Gladiator yeah, days. That's, where that's one... called taking care of business. Right? <laughs> Bring that, that mentality. If you don't win, you're out. Your life's ended. Imagine that. That'd be crazy. Oh, boy. Well, they should play I, like that. I, that mentality I, should play like that. I like it, Brian Brown. I don't know whether that's weekend feels or you've opened up the six-pack. But then it too. Night. <laughs> I, think it, I think you might need to reverse those. Maybe, 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 maybe it's a typo. Maybe it's a typo. <laughs> no, I, like we've got to be positive about our team, but this is the first time in a very, very long time, even before I'm doing podcasts, man, oh man, this team. But, but, but I am positive. I am positive. The O-line has given up five oh, sacks on the season and, and, great. and three of them are due to Trubisky making dumb decisions. I'm positive. Pickens, I think, is one of the best talented wide receivers in this league. 
or will be if he actually gives a chance to develop by getting ball. This could be the best wide receiver group in the league when you bring back a guy like Calvin Alston with the top four that we've got. Pat mm-hmm. Freemuth, to me, is a top three tight end in the league if you give him enough ball, if you use him in the right way. Najee Harris, once he gets through this little injury rub, with this offensive line actually He's starting fine. to gel, will develop. Jalen Warren is an absolute steal or fine, whatever you want to call Why it, undrafted rookie. Why did they stop uh, running Warren? Was it because of the fumble? They stopped it. They didn't use him. They didn't use him second half. I know. I know. I know. Why? That was that was a too mistake. busy trying to do sweeps to Claypool, who actually had a really nice run. And <laughs> it's not Claypool's run, yeah. fault. I'm, too, I'm I'm not blaming Claypool. I think he's fantastic on sweeps. I just sometimes wonder when we use them in the middle of the field, use them in the red zone, or use them 30, 40 yards to the to their field goal line, right? Or or do it on a third and long to get into field goal range. Like uh, there's. I'm positive about this team. What I'm not positive on is not throwing in the middle of middle of the field. I'm not positive mm. on the offensive scheme that's never reliable. And I'm not positive on the quarterback play right now. And I don't think he's the right person. But I do think there's someone sitting on the bench, right? And if if Tomlin is sitting there going, I don't want to put, put Pickett through this yet, too much expectation, or he's just not quite ready, Mason Rudolph can throw from the pocket. Yeah. The, so, so what? What are the main? What's the main problem for you in this team? Is is it Canada and Trubisky? Because that's that's for me. It is. It is the hard the hard thing, right? After the first week, I would sit there and say it's Canada, and I do think there are massive problems in the Canada offense, the way it's approached, whatever, right? But the hard thing on tape is that you see people open in the middle of the field. And the ball's not going there because he's yeah. pre-read to someone going to the sideline for two yards. So it's very hard to sit here and say it's Canada when there's guys glaringly open in the middle a, of the field. I got a point two from uh, Brian Brownie. I was never against Mason Rudolph, to be honest. So yes, Mason Rudolph not never have I. I've got a, I've there's met, an article yeah. sitting on BTSC last year about the Cleveland game, and I, I or maybe even the year before, where I wrote that I wrote that article. Um, no, it was the year before, but when they when they played him in the round 17 game before the playoffs, and I talked about all the things you could do in an air raid offense. And like, even Canada's scheme, like the sweeps is sweeps. But after that, do shots downfield. I mean, look at that throw. Look at that. All right, here's a good, here's a good example of how dire it is. The throw mm. that he made to Pickens in the playoffs, and yes, it was against third stringers, blah, blah, blah. But he had third stringers on the, like, field or second stringers on the field on the O-line and, and all the rest of it. Didn't have Najee Harris, didn't have the game flow, what have you. But that throw he made to Pickens is probably the best throw I've seen from the Steelers' offense in preseason or season 2022. It was body beautiful. It was nice. And the one that's... And uh, a lot of people, a, a lot of people, back. even people that aren't massive fans of Rudolph, sit there and say that he's got the best arm on the roster. Yeah, well, I'd, I would rather, you know, play more... Uh, more run with him and run play action with Rudolph and get the ball to Muth. To what they didn't, I can't believe they didn't target Muth for three quarters. That, that was the most craziest part about this offense. How they how is that? But also the other thing is, it's not even like, and as I say, I, I need to check this on tape. But from watching it at first glance, it's not even like you. They didn't throw it to to free Muth because he was being absolutely locked down, you know, by the defense, and and that it and that he. Or that they were using him to distract their defense. They just it just wasn't going near him. Like I don't get it. Yeah, they targeted him four times, I think, in the last uh fourth quarter. And the two big plays as well down the middle and they got the, the first downs. But 
they're just uh, I, I think I don't think Trubisky is ready for this for the Steelers game plan, whatever that may be. And I don't think Trubisky is ready for the he's an NFL quarterback. He, he was a round one bust, or he was round two. No, he's uh, round one. He was picked second overall by Chicago Bears. Second but overall. The yeah, problem, the problem as well, and and Brian Brown brings it alludes to in the live chat. He says Mason will throw downfield even if he's picked. He'll still go there. Exactly. Think yeah, about Ben. Chance, Think about chance. the top quarterbacks in this league. If even if they throw three interceptions, if they can throw four or five TDs, you can still walk away with a win. You know, as long as your defense holds up, right? At least you're on the field for longer, so that your defense can have a rest. Right. Whereas Chabitsky, I think he's, and maybe he came in and maybe he did have an opportunity in this, in this offense. And he's just crap scared. You know, I want to use another word of making a mistake. Right. And I can understand that because he's playing for his future and whatever, but mate, you've got a certain amount of guaranteed money. You've made a ton <laughs> of money in the league so far. You, you, you gotta, you know, it's that thing of go to the bathroom, you know, do a pool or get off the pot. Right. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta you play said, better than that, especially behind that O line, because that O line <laughs> is like five to ten times better. And I say that because they let let in five sacks, two of them his fault, right? But even if that 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 O line had let in five sacks per game, and we're already at fifteen sacks, if we're throwing the football down the field, we'd still be in a good place. It's less than the amount of sacks that like Burrow took last year, that Ben took last year. So actually, it, it, uh, so what it's about half the sacks Ben took last year, but still, the point being is the O line is a lot better than what we thought. So stand in the damn pocket and make a throw. I like how you said you're playing for his future with who? Yeah, not the Steelers, <laughs> not the NFL, man. I wouldn't pick him up. Here's a question here's a question that uh, our mate, too, yeah. from BTSC, Save the Steelers, who does the Save the Steelers yeah. show, I think, on Saturday. Daniel said to me a few days ago. What would you feel? What would happen if Trubisky was playing uh, on the Browns? What, how would the, would the defense be able to handle him? Our defense, like our defense. Yes, one hundred percent. Exactly, exactly. Everyone 100%. I ask that question, you, you cannot 100%. tell me if Trubisky was on the other side of the field would take care of him. So why is he commanding the offense? Send him to the Commanders. He's not doing anything. He's bad. He's a bad quarterback. And look, I get not throwing deep when there's ball hawking. Like if you look at Trubisky, if you look at Brissett's, um on next gen stats, you look at his the profile of where he throwed the throw on the field. Like so, there's the twelve quadrants, if you like, all the twelve sections. So you know, plus twenty yards, twenty to ten, zero to ten behind the line of scrimmage. And Trubisky's got like nothing over twenty yards in the middle and nothing in the in the zero to ten yards because he doesn't throw there because and he's got like two in the middle of the field. So he's like doesn't throw in the middle of the field. He's still throwing U shapes. I don't get it. Go play for the Colts if you want to show, you know, throw U shapes and throw with their logo, right? But <laughs> <laughs> but and and Brissett though threw all over kind of in the middle, a little bit less in the middle because the Steelers, you know, do have this scheme right there. But he threw you know, and and let, he didn't throw like anything deep because we've got like Minka Fitzpatrick. They don't have that back there. But the point being is you you can't leave receivers open in the middle of the field. And even if even if Kenny Pickett, if you're a little worried about a deep ball during the preseason, I don't care if he doesn't throw it over 25 yards. I mean, actually, I will because you do need to do that sometimes to win. But I don't care if he does that less than every other quarterback in the league. If he throws can throw zero to 20 and we're winning games and scoring multiple touchdowns and we're marching up and down the field, great. That's how Tom Brady won won Super Bowls. It works. Mm. Mac Jones made the playoffs last year doing that. At least we're in there. At least we've got a shot. Well, but right what? now, 
Right now, we're not. We're not even. Right now, the only place we're in is the bottom of the bottom of the AFC North. If this this stuff continues, if it continues, we we will. It'd be very hard to win, like you said, more than five games. But I'm looking at uh, Trubisky's stats, right from you know 2017. Can you guess guess his career average uh, throw, like throw yard yardage? Oh, isn't it like six six or something? Yeah, six point six. Now I don't know what the other ones may oh, be. But... I, get I got that one yeah. right. Yeah, well, yeah I, gave, I knew it was I something like six, six four. I was like six yeah. four going into the season when I did a review of it. Man, so I'm be, happy that I pulled that one out, man. That should we be should we be shocked then if, if it's six point six? Because all these other stuff is like his highest was seven point four in twenty eighteen. Other than that, That's everything's right. exactly yeah. the same. So we'd be shocked that this is the guy that plays too safe. Um he's well, sixty six touchdowns. Kind of well, I'm kind of shocked because he's two yards lower than that, man. Yeah, it's and people go, oh, it's only been three games. <laughs> it's three games. But you're, but, but but he's a veteran. Like you just got to turn up and 100%. play. Like I don't care. It's like I'll oh, give him time. Give him time. I've I've given enough time. Right. I think for Canada, I've given enough time for Trubisky. And I don't know any other, you know, like Mahomes' uh, average, but it surely is higher than six point six. Um, his TDs are sixty six in in the in career and thirty nine interceptions. Uh, been sacked 100. I wouldn't mind times. if it was 6.6 on average because, like, there's some stuff behind the line of scrimmage that doesn't happen, and then there's other stuff that goes it is, for yeah, like 15 it's, yards it's... in the middle of the field, right? The problem is, it's a painful 5.5 like that he's throwing right now, oh, right, and, right. and you're kind of sitting there going, We're lucky to be even getting this when you're watching the tape. <laughs> lucky, are we? <laughs> it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's been the most, I think, everything coming down to it. It's been the most frustrating offense to watch in, I think, years and years and years. And there is nothing overly positive to say besides some good O-line play and some good running back play. And you have the skilled players, but the offensive coordinator is too scared to do anything, go downfield. And Trubisky doesn't like doing that. He throws off his back foot, he's playing safe. And to come out and then go face the podium and say, oh, we did okay, we'll get it next week. I thought we did some good things the first half. No, it's absolutely awful, man. Like I like I said, I would rather him see me. I'd rather see him be frustrated and punch a cameraman and then and then get fined, and then and then not talk to anyone and be visibly upset than than you know portraying an idea of like oh everything's okay, everything's not okay. You're going to be the one of the worst quarterbacks if you play for ten games. It'll be backup quarterbacks having better stats than you. Cooper but Rush. It's not even just the Cooper stats. Rush the it's not even about being the best quarterback of the stats. It's that you're doing nothing for this team except sending them back. See, Andy like, agrees. Andy gets it. What about this? <laughs> how many how many yards? So I thought about a mediocre quarterback that's had some level of success. Andy Dalton, right? It's just the first thing I came up when I could pull up some stats from Pro Football Reference. What what yards per um, attempt do you think he has over the course of his career? Uh, 9.6. Nice. He has seven. Oh. All right. But he's still sitting there at like that point for average is actually pretty substantial beyond Mitch Trubisky. And like, you look at this, do we want to be the Bengals? All those years we laughed at the Bengals. Cause if you do, there's a lot of years here with Andy Dalton that he's getting 6.4, yeah. 6.5, 6.6. Right. But there's other years where he's at seven and a half, 8.4, 7.3. Right now we're on 5.5, 5.5. We're less than Nick Chubb. Who's done the most rushes yeah. in the league. You know what? <laughs> It was a good time laughing at the Bengals all those years. It was a real fun time. And now we are turning into that. that now we're uh, looking in the mirror, man. Yeah, man. Big time. It's like, who are the Steelers? Like, 
it's it is a bit like that too because the game does change and they're not reacting to what is changing around the league. The Bills are the new team, the Chiefs are the, the good team. Um, even the Dolphins have changed their philosophy on their offense and they're playing some really good football, right? And and the Browns are sneaking away with wins too. It's the Steelers need to have a hard look at themselves and say, who are we? What do we need to do? And like like I said, you you, you like like Andy said too in there too. You need to show some emotion. Have a bit of character and show emotion. Even if you're in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I'm getting paid millions of dollars. It's just a game to me. Nah, man. It's not a game to a lot of fans around around uh, around the world. It's like, it's life. Steel Nation is life for a lot of people. And- it is life, man. People get born with a terrible towel, right, in, in Pittsburgh. People get terrible towels, like, put on their coffins or they wear Steelers jerseys when they're buried and cremated. Like... I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing if like Trubisky actually could go through his progressions and and try and throw football down the field, get a TD, get an interception, you know, play a good game, and then, you know, we still lose. Fine, but you kind of knew after halftime from the first drive it was done. He, he wasn't going to score points. They were down by nine points, right? But I knew going into the game, man. You knew saying- going into this game it was going to be the, this, right? I just say, yeah. and people go, "Oh, the college game is different." Fine, but like. Kenny Pickett averaged seven point three in passing at at um at Pitt. He averaged eight point seven in twenty twenty one and seven point three in twenty twenty. Right, and obviously that and people went all, oh, but Kenny can't. Even then, we're like Kenny doesn't throw a good deep ball. Well, fine, but that average per play is pretty decent. And he like I, I it's it's Pickett time. It has to be. It has to be someone's time. It can't be Trubisky time. I have no faith in the guy at all. Like I don't think he's. I, if we're gonna have ten days off, we we we. Here's a big thing. If we have ten days off. We we plan for the Jets. They should still have to have the home field advantage to win that game. But I still won't pick him. I, I'm going to pick the Jets. I know it sounds crazy, but I have no faith in Trubisky. Nor do I have Canada. So no one can win your games. Well, you know what? I thought that, you know, before we end up the show, this is a funny one, right? So I, I play fantasy with a few people in the <clears throat> BTSC, you know, uh, you know, our program. And, um, and John, actually, I just want to say you commented on it in the live chat, but John Funker, that's exactly it. That's exactly the theme. It, it's, it's both of their folds, Canada and Andrew spot. So I got the Ravens and the Steelers defense in, <laughs> in fantasy, right? So week one, I, I was like, Oh yeah, like you know, Burrow's going to put points on the Steelers' defense, so I, I picked the Ravens. Right, that was that was a mistake against the the Jets with how well the Steelers' defense played. Then last week, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to pick the Ravens again, and that didn't do very well. And then this week, I thought, <laughs> oh, I'll put the Steelers. The Steelers at least hold the Browns to under twenty. They know they got to win. No, the Steelers got like a whole three points. <laughs> and now I've got like against the Patriots of the Ravens who I had in there originally. And now I'm not getting any points for them this week. Freemuth got no ball. So like, I'm probably going to lose my fantasy matchup this week. Like a lot of people with any Steelers players would, but I just thought it was, I just, you know, it just made me laugh yesterday. I like, I, I, you can't pick it. You know yeah, like, I, know, I know we're going to end soon. But Jeremy, but Jeremy Yoda puts up, Jer- yeah. Jeremiah Yoda puts up. The problem is, do you put a rookie in the middle of all this? Yeah. Yes. There's someone in there that's got a bit of confidence. That's 24. <laughs> that was like first round draft pick behind a decent O line. Like, let him do it, man. He can play. What's the worst, worst that can happen? We lose. We're losing anyway. Against, but think about the defense he played against at Jacksonville, right? And this Jacksonville team is better than what people think. Like, mm-hmm. I actually tipped them this week to beat the Chargers because I think the Char- particularly obvious, and that was before Herbert was injured. But like, he he stood up into pressure there against a pretty good defensive front from Jacksonville and kept these cool and, and like, yeah, 
I would put him I, in all of that. I put him in there too. I say, why not, man? You're a football player. You're a pro football player. You got drafted for a reason, number one, for the Steelers. Put him in. He's the guy. It has to be. Maybe they're trying Trubisky out. Three games enough for me, man. I have 10-day break. I start I start Pickett at home against the Jets. You have a good victory. You get the you get the confidence back. You have to start Pickett in this game, but they won't do it. Coach Tomlin won't do it, so we'll see. But it's it's just beyond ridiculous. Start Pickett, and if, he, if Pickett's terrible, well, then what do you do? Well, Bradshaw, but as Bradshaw said, like Bradshaw was on, it came up, it started auto-playing, and I wanted to listen to Bradshaw, but Bradshaw was on Colin Cowherd this week or whatever, or yesterday, whatever it was. I hate Colin Cowherd, but anyway, he, Bradshaw said they should have started. He's like, in my opinion, I would have started the kid from week one. He's like, and then he talked about, and I mean, everyone knows this anyway, but and I've said it twice already on this show about Peyton Manning throwing the interceptions. Bradshaw did the thing. Fine, learn and move on. But right now, if we sit him for this year, we're not going to win. One, we're not winning anymore. We're winning a handful of football games, max. And two, and two, his rookie year will be next year when he's playing the NFL. Yeah, exactly. It's wasted. You don't know what you have for next year. And there's like, if we're going to, why, why are we going to commit to, like, and let's say that they lose some key players who get frustrated, like, I don't want to play with the play in this anymore with Canada. Then we've all got to go around it again. At least put Pickett in, see what he's got, right? Understand if it's Canada then or it's not, or it's there's other things in this team. But give him experience of just playing in the NFL week in, week out. That will be helpful. Mate, number one over. Number That's one why you kept Mason team. Rudolph on the roster and he's the third guy on the depth chart. Like, what? We're going to go, can go off the information we've got. Yeah. But why do you keep Mason Rudolph and you have him as third, the third quarterback on the depth chart? If and Kenny Pickett is number two, if Kenny Pickett's not going to be that guy at some point this year, and Trubisky's not the guy, it's abundantly obvious. Make the change. Mason's the smartest one there. He's sitting there with a the clipboard, getting paid millions and millions, five million millions a year, and, and just chilling. You have to start him, man. You, you, and he's vindicated. I, I would argue too, if you were around the league, surely Mason's Rudolph's worth is like has gone up because he's not doing what Trubisky's doing. And people <laughs> go, "Oh, well, how could you say?" People would say to me, "Common sense. How could you say that he's third behind Trubisky?" It's like. Well, no, because Trubisky's not making plays. Rudolph made plays. I reckon in in for my last last comment, I'm going to the end soon. But I'm I'm thinking you have to start Pickett against the Jets for confidence. That needs to happen, but they probably won't do it. And Master of Go rightly says, if Kenny's really that bad, we could yeah. draft another quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to. I think they give him a little more time than one year. But he, you're exactly right. Like, if he's bad. There's plenty of good quarterbacks coming through over the next three, four years in the draft. But Kenny won't be bad. Kenny won't be bad. Mm. The guy's a winner, man. The guy, pick a time. All right. Man. Does everyone feel better now? <laughs> I feel like I've got a lot off my chest. And so I appreciate the live chat. We've had a great number of people watching live. Um, definitely up on other weeks and for all those that downloaded the show as well on the audio side or streamed it um, you know we really appreciate it we're fans too look you know there are some different fan podcasts out there and they'll try and you know look at it analytically and all the rest of it Mark and I you know the theme of our show is always what would we have a conversation in a bar and a pub and I love this Mark asked the question do you feel better and Alan Olive was like no um, Brian Brown was like uh, sorry George Teston was like hell no <laughs> good and that's fair enough we're and you know what we're not going to feel much better until we see better yep. seeing is believing that's there all you, that, that, there you that's go. what i was going to say 
But uh, <laughs> but with that, Mark, that's going to wrap up this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. Uh, I'm Matty Peveril with Marky D. Join us next week. We're here for the ride. Come with your questions. Hit us up on Twitter, uh, Steeler Nation Oz or at Matt, um, at Matt Pev. And uh, yeah, keep the faith, guys. Keep the faith. Things will come good. But let's just hope it's a um, faster journey than what it looks like right now. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. Here we go. Another day through. I'm coming out with it.